Welcome back to The Conspiracy Club. We're glad that you've joined us. I'm your lovely host for this week, Emir, and I'm joined by the Ringo star to my Paul McCartney, Thomas, also known as TJ. Hello, everybody. I don't know if I like being called the Ringo star. You are, though. You're kind of, you're, you're good. Ringo was good. He played the drums. Yeah, but everyone, nobody liked him. Well, you know, there, somebody liked Ringo. Someone was a fan of Ring, Ringo's. Some people, some people like me. Some people are just tuning in to hear me. Exactly. Some girls were like, ah, oh, I like Ringo. <laughs> all right, I'll take it. Yeah. It's better than being not in the Beatles at all, I guess. That's what I'm saying. You could either be not in it, or you could. I could have said Yoko. You know? Oh hell no! I've been mad. Exactly. You know, don't be a little punk. But um, all right. Make sure you grab a copy of the minutes so you can follow along with Tom and I as we explore the topic of love. This week I decided that following all the hatred that was involved in my previous episode about the emu war, we need to talk about something a little more relaxing and heartfelt. So that led me to the story of the man that I have dubbed as the love doctor, Dr. Carl Tanzler, also known as Count Carl von Kossel and his weird devotion to the love of his life, Elena Helena Milagro de Hoyos. So let's get into it. Thomas, are you ready for some loving? Hell yeah, I'm ready for some love with anybody who is a count. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, hopefully it stays sexy for you. But uh, also, uh, Helena's first name is uh, Maria, but I like Elena a lot. And it's Maria Helena, so I'm just going to call her Helena. And also, you know, I, I like that we're having two love-themed episodes in a row. Hopefully this one's a little more uh, human than the last one. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Before we get into the relationship between Elena and Dr. Tanzler, we must first go back and dig into the life of Carl Tanzler. Carl Tanzler was born in Dresden, Germany in 1877. Even though Germany was his home, he spent most of his adult years in the countries of India and Australia might. Once he arrived in Australia, he became interested in engineering and electrical work, so he decided to purchase some property, boats, and an organ, and a Pacific island. He lived there for about 10 years. During this time in Australia, he began to build a trans-ocean flyer, when unfortunately World War I broke out. Tinsler was placed into a British concentration camp for safekeeping, along with officers from India and China who were prisoners of war. Following this, he was banned from returning to his home country. There is so much going on here. Yeah, yeah. Like, first, first of all, that he was like, I'm just going to, you know, buy an island to live on. Yeah, no one, I didn't, couldn't really find anything about the island. Like, I just kind of chalked it up to it was 1877 so like property was cheap yeah property wasn't shit and it kind of explains a lot of the other things that go on in this story and i also appreciate that um he was placed in a concentration camp you know for safekeeping you know it wasn't yeah, something yeah. horrendous definitely yeah. wasn't no yeah no it wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't it had nothing to do with that he was born in germany or anything it was just absolutely not they wanted safe. to keep an eye on him. They wanted to protect yeah, him because yeah. other people might want to do bad things. That's what I'm saying. You know, you gotta be free. I don't like how you didn't bring up the trans ocean flyer that he was building. 
Yeah, what is that? Is that a plane or? I think it was like it could fly and be in the water. Does he ever return to this work at all? Um, kind of. He kind of returns to the Transocean Flyer? Not to a Transocean Flyer. You got to think bigger with Carl Tanzler. Okay. You gotta I'm think a little bigger. worried. You got to think bigger. With nowhere to go, he decided to go find his mother. Because of the fact that he hadn't seen her since the war started, this led him to Holland, where he found her safe and sound. For the next three years, he lived with his mother in Holland. His mother, after seeing the destruction and chaos that the war left, decided that her son should move with his sister to the good old U.S. of A. So in a very fresh prince-like circumstance, Carl Tanzler moved with his sister to America. Oh, uh, again, we're going to America. That's how you know the story's going to get... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, though, everything's okay. He's sounds like he's a good guy, you know? He's just... Is he? I'm a little worried because there's an episode about him, but I'll I'll stay optimistic. Good for him. Getting yeah. to America, getting a new life, you know, seeing his family. Yes. Yes. Just stay optimistic. I'll be optimistic. In 1926, two days before his birthday, he sailed from Rotterdam to Havana, Cuba. Then from Cuba, he sailed to Zypher Hills, Florida. Oh, and I forgot to mention, around 1920, Dr. Carl Tanzler got married to his lifelong wife, Doris Anna Schaefer, in which the couple had two daughters, Aisha and Clarista Tanzler. Clarista, unfortunately, died of diphtheria at only 10 years of age. Now, you may be saying to yourself right now, Emir, why the hell didn't you mention this earlier? Well, the reason I didn't mention this earlier is because Mr. Tansler didn't really care about his family too much. Now you may be wondering, well, how do you know that, Emir? Well, I know that because after only one year, I repeat, one year of living with his family, Tansler left them and relocated to Key West, Florida to become a radiology technician at the U.S. Marine Hospital under the name Carl Van Klossel. On April 22, 1930, a 20-year-old Cuban-American woman named Elena De Hoyos was admitted to the hospital where Tanzler worked. This is where the love of Carl's life enters the story. He just was like, I'm, I'm sick of I'm, I don't want to do this anymore. And then he kind of dipped off. It's fine, though. And he gets a middle name, Vaughn. Yeah, he just picks that up. But yeah, that's Carl. He looks, he literally looks like a bald Colonel Sanders. And that's hilarious. But Oh, you're right. He that's exactly he looks like the Monopoly guy almost. Yeah, a little bit. I he's got that. that beard. Elena was described as strikingly beautiful and always had many admirers. She was even married at the age of sixteen, but was abandoned by her husband after a miscarriage. Which on a side note is an extremely shitty thing to do. But back to the story. Tanzler immediately fell in love with her. However, to Tanzler, this was more than a crush. This is because of a shocking claim by Tanzler, in which he claimed that when he was a child, he was visited by visions of his dead ancestor, who revealed to him the face of his true love, an exotic 
dark-haired woman who he believed to be Maria Elena de Horios. Okay, I'm getting a little concerned about this story now. Why? The fact that she was married at 16 is a little worrisome. And then the fact that he kind of swoops in after her misfortune and abandonment and picks her up makes me a little concerned about this guy. Why? What's what's confirming? It's nothing to be concerned about. You know, it's an old white man swooping in on a yeah. young, young person. Yeah. And, and you know... It's that, also that worry. 19... In, in the nineteen early it's... 1900s. That makes me scared. Yeah, but like, it's the 1930s. Come on. Come on. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, let's continue. Let's continue. And also the fact that he's like having visions or whatever as a child. Well, okay. Yeah, that that was weird. But he said as a child, that's what happened. And what do you, what if you had visions of, you know, your future love and you've seen them and you're like, holy shit. Okay, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be optimistic. And be optimistic. You know, Tansler, the tan man. He's he's you know he's yep. wholesome. He's yeah. helping her out. She's you know in a rough situation maybe. Yeah. He wants to give her love and support her. All right. He just wants to love her. Literally the woman of his dreams. Mm-hmm. Literally the woman of his visions. That was his. That's so Raven vision. He saw her. As Elena's illness worsened, following her diagnosis with tuberculosis, which was considered a death sentence back then. Carl made it his mission to save her. He convinced his superiors to allow him to conduct his own experiments in hopes to save her. He began using many different elixirs and tonics. He even had an x-ray machine installed in her home. Tanzler even began to shower her with gifts like jewelry and clothes, which Elena tolerated. However, her love was not reciprocated to Tanzler, and this relationship was extremely one-sided. Unfortunately, despite all the elixirs and tonics Dr. Tanzler used, Elena still perished from tuberculosis on October 25th, 1932, in her parents' home. Damn, I knew it was going someplace sad. Yeah, she died. Yeah, I was right. Look, at he's, it's a one-sided relationship. She's like, okay, I guess. I don't really have anything I can do here. You're white, and I'm not in America in the early 1900s. Yeah. But, but like I mean, it, but I'm gonna still be optimistic and say, look at look at all he's doing for her. That's kind. He's trying to keep her alive, trying to save that's her what life. I'm saying. Yeah, he cares about her. He, you know, he was trying. My only thing was, I don't know how he convinced his job to allow him to do his own experiments. But it was also 1932. Yeah. So I just they did a lot of crazy experiments in 1932 that that you know people would. Minds of today would would only blush at. Yes. I'd also like to add that she died in her parents' home. It's not like he like kidnapped her or whatever. Exactly. And would like kept her. Yeah, and he built an X-ray machine in her home. You know that's unfortunate, but I feel like there's still a lot more to the story left to be told. Tansler paid for all the funeral expenses and even had a mortician embalmer. Tansler then built an expensive stone mausoleum. For his now dead love. However, unknown to Elena's family, Tanzler obtained the only key to the mausoleum, and he would visit as often as he could for the next two years. During those two years, rumors of his visits became so rampant that Tanzler was fired from his job. So after this, for the next two years, Tanzler decided to go a step too far. What the fuck? He's gonna fuck it. 
No, 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 no. I'm really worried. That's no. a lot of time I spent with a dead body. And no. a step further than that, I don't know what that is. It's not unless he's gonna like fucking Frankenstein her. I'm a little worried. What? I'm, I'm, my optimism is fading. Come on, you've never built a mausoleum for someone you loved, and then just chilled in there every now and then for two years. Enough that yeah. I got fired from my job. Can't say that's happened exactly like that. Well, if I was your significant lover, I would leave you. Because I'm not doing that. I'm not going the extra not, mile. You're not going the the extra mile to show your love. Well, if that ever happens, if you ever die, I'll make sure to do this. There you go. There you go. I want it. But, <laughs> all right. Let's see what the step too far was. On a dark night in April of 1933, Tansler snuck through the cemetery where Elena was buried and removed her body from the mausoleum via a toy wagon and took her home. Now, you may be wondering, why in the fuck would this man do this? Well, Carl claimed that when he would visit her tomb, Elena's spirit would come and sit by her grave and serenade the corpse with that old Spanish song. He also claimed that the spirit would ask him to take her from the grave. So that's exactly what Carl did. I'm just imagining the tan man walking through a graveyard with his radio flyer, red... Uh, a little toy wagon. And then just like have a corpse in it. Yeah. Really juxtaposed. Yes. And he took his time, man. He, he he broke in there at the middle of the night, grabbed her up, put her in there. Because the corpse was talking to him, the spirit of Elena came to him and said, Carl, get me out of here after she finished singing. Here's it. where I'm starting to lose him a lot. Um, well, first of all, that he's grave robbing. Uh, mm-hmm. And secondly, the fact that he's like so obsessed that... Not only was she, like, not super interested in him when she was alive. Yeah. Now she's, like, super interested in him when she's a ghost, apparently. Yes. That doesn't line up exactly. I feel like he's a little bit uh, blinded there. Uh, blinded? I mean, maybe crazy, but I don't know. You know, I'm not going to call him that. I'm not going to... Not going to... Kink shame, but okay. I'm going to. If it's a corpse, I'm kink shaming. Okay. All right. We'll see. Tansler brought Elena's body to his home and went to work on bringing her back to her old glory. He achieved this by doing the following. First, Tansler attached the corpse's bones together with wire and coat hangers, and then fitted her face with glass eyes, and then mixed plaster and wax fabric to replace the rotting skin, and used hair from the decomposing head, and some hair given to him from her mother prior to Elena's burial to create a new wig for his love. He then filled the chest cavity in a abdominal region with rags to keep the original form. He dressed Elena's decomposing body in stockings, jewelry, and gloves and placed the body into his bed. Tansler then used an enormous amount of perfume, disinfectants, and preserving agents to mask the odor of the decomposing corpse. He also did this to stall the decomposition of Elena's corpse. Okay, so imagine this: you're a smart mm-hmm. guy. You you know you're a science a man of science. Yeah. You you know you have you do this stuff when you were in Australia. Mm-hmm. You were successful. You moved to America to start a new life. You get a yeah. wife. You get a yeah. wife that loves you, 
and yeah. willingly has sex with you. Yeah. You know, she you guys have two children together. You fucking split to fall in love with a woman that then dies and you're so obsessed that you just make a uh, a gross human doll basically out of her body. Yeah. Like, I feel like, why didn't he be like, oh, this is clearly too far. Also, why is he so obsessed with her? Because his ancestor came to him with a vision. Okay, my other weird question is, why did her mother give her ha- give him hair? I don't know. I really don't know what that was about. I'm guessing he requested, and like she's kind of like maybe context clues is like, I wasn't there to have the conversation, but maybe she was like, I mean, you know, he really loved her. So, yeah. I don't know, man. Oh, man. So, also, um, he's not exactly Frankensteining her, even. He's not, I guess, that crazy. He's like, I just want to live with her corpse that I'm going to fill with rags. Yeah. There's no way there's anything like her. Oh, there's pictures. I'm going to post pictures on the Twitter. Oh, God. Oh, come on. We're going to get into what happens with that body later on. I'm I'm worried. Oh, yeah. All right. He lived with the corpse for almost seven years when neighbors reported that they saw Carl dancing in the window with what they thought was a giant doll. Carl also frequently brought women's clothing, which was also seen as weird by neighbors because he lived alone. And it was the 30s. To add to all of this, Tinsler also began building a spaceship at his home to fly himself and Elena into the stratosphere because he believed that she would be rejuvenated and brought back to life by space, I guess. Okay, I I would like to resend what I said earlier. He is that crazy. He's actually crazier because he's not even trying to Frankenstein it. He's like, space. Yeah. That's not to mention like 35 years before we've even oh, yeah. gone to space or, oh, yeah. or been to the moon or whatever. And he's like, we're going to build a spaceship in my backyard. It's that easy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go to space. And then basically like, you know, comic book it, Fantastic Four, Phoenix Force, all that jazz. Yeah. Just, just do all that. Just get the life back into her. It's easy. That's why I told you to remember that he could build stuff because he started to build a spaceship, which is also there's a picture of the spaceship he started to build. I'm going to post that on the Twitter. Like, come on, man. We'll post that everywhere on the gram and everything. What's wrong with the... I mean, maybe he thought he had something. Okay, now imagine this, though. Imagine right. today, your wife dies. Mm-hmm. You know, some months... She's the only one that has access to her body because you built a mausoleum for it. And that's mm-hmm. so you can easily sneak it out, presumably. But then you're, like, dancing with her corpse very obviously, not even trying to hide the fact that you have no, yeah, your dead open. wife in your house yeah. dancing with a corpse, and all your neighbors are like, wow, he must just have a really big doll. Yeah. Isn't that, yeah. like, that's really naive. I mean, you know, maybe... But also, if he's this obsessed that he's going to dance with it, how is he not, like, talking about, oh, you know, the old, I got to check with the old ball and chain before I <laughs> go out for beers with the guys. Well, and I figured like, your wife died really seven years ago. I feel like he did. It wasn't his wife. He does have a wife. His wife Doris is somewhere else. You're right. You're right. His girlfriend. Yeah, uh, not really his girlfriend either. But uh, I don't even know what to call her then. Yeah, this like, woman that he kidnapped yeah. her corpse. Also, I love that they're like he's buying women's clothing, but he doesn't have a girlfriend. So it's like it must be for the doll. Yeah. <laughs> 
Or he's one of those ones, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. No, because that was the definitely... The th- yeah, you know. Well, like, we don't even want to talk to him or look at him because he's one of those. Yeah, exactly. Which I think that's just what happened. Like, he didn't really have friends, I'm guessing. And plus, he was with his woman, dude, you know? He's in love. He has... You gotta stay home with the gals sometimes. You don't really want to go out, but just stay at home, watch TV. You know, make sure you get like seventeen of those like Glade wall plugins because it's gonna yes. stoink in there. Oh yeah, seven years stoinks like it smells like shit in that house probably. <laughs> I mean, there's only so much embalming you can do, right? Or is he just like re- you know repeatedly patching it up? Or yeah. does this thing look like uh like a raggedy end doll at the end? No, he was repeatedly patching it up. Oh gosh, that's this guy's got big problems. Yeah, the face looks fucking off. Oh, actually, let me find a picture of the face and send it to you real quick. I'm gonna have nightmares. There it is. Oh fuck! What? The... That doesn't even look like a human. That was her. What? Yep. What part of that is real? It's just a plaster mold with a body inside of it. Then, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, kind of, yeah, technically. Oh, my God. This is, like, that's almost more disturbing. Because he's not, like, Norman Batesing it, where, like, he's just, like, putting the corpse in new clothes, and it's just, like, a skeleton. It's, like, that doesn't look at all human. Yeah, no, no. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's creepy as fuck. But uh, Imagine sleeping next to that every night and loving it. And he loved the fuck out of it, man. Spray that bad boy with some perfume and you're good. In October 1940, Carl was confronted by Elena's sister, in which the body was discovered and Tanzler was arrested. Following a psychiatric evaluation, Tanzler was deemed to be mentally sane and competent enough to stay in trial. This trial was a media sensation drawing huge crowds to the courthouse. During this time, Elena's body was examined by physicians and pathologists, in which it was claimed that a paper tube was found in the vaginal region, which was used for sex. However, these claims have been disputed by many, and it is unknown if any necrophilia took place. But TJ, what say you? Do you believe that Tanzer was getting freaky with that corpse of his dead love? You know... Paper tube or not, there's no way that he wasn't. <laughs> well, they said he wasn't. They said that there was a lot of disputed claims that he was not. Okay, but... I don't believe that. He's <laughs> dancing with it, dude. He's dancing with the. He's not. He's not like, hey, uh, you know, it's just you know, it's it's been a while, so. I mean, look, I'm not, man. I'm not meeting anybody else, and old hey. Handy isn't doing it for me anymore. <laughs> hey, man. I don't do this too uh, that often. <laughs> I so badly hope that that paper tube was real because I just want that picture of him fucking that what I sent you. Oh, that's so gross. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. So like, blow up dolls look weird. They don't look like humans. Oh yeah, no, not at all. But it's still like clearly fake and everybody that's doing it knows it's fake this thing looks worse than that and Mm -hmm. everyone is and he's just like hell yes yeah no i mean hey the new pull-up dolls are you know they may be different yeah i don't know look man i want to know how detailed he got with this though so clearly he's got like a face on there but it's like really 
fake looking. Like, yeah. Chris body was he like careful and he was like all right i want to make this look like her yeah he was trying First of all, if she looked like this then what the fuck did he see oh hold on i'll send you a picture of her too uh she did not look like she didn't look fucked like that i gonna i got an old nice black and white photo of her that you can compare the two and see if that looks kind of similar to her okay so this is the old photo yes you know it doesn't Okay, first of all, the hair is the thing that's, like, way different. Oh, yeah. The hair on sure. that top picture is uh, something else. <laughs> no, he was trying. He was but trying. it doesn't look unlike her. She has very, like, plain features. Like, she's very basic. There's not a lot going on. So it's, like, a simple face. Like, she's clearly attractive. But, like, it's simple. And the other face is clearly simple. Yeah. He was trying, dude. He was trying. He can't hold that against him. But overall, no, that I would not be like, oh, my God, that's just that's her. <laughs> you wouldn't want to, you know, dig her up and do something. I would not want to run into her uh, in a dark alley. Ah, OK, well, you're a fucked up piece of shit. Well, the first the first one, the one she's dead. That's a scary. That's a scary thing. If yeah. A, if a human looked like that, the corpse looked, I, I, I'm out. That's come on, dude. You can't be out. That's kind of messed up. All right. Okay, that is some Chernobyl shit, dude. All right, tell me how the tell me how this trial goes. So, getting back to the trial, the charges against Tanzler were dropped because of the statute of limitations had expired on his crimes. Following the trial, Elena's body was put on public display at the Dean Lopez funeral home, in which it was viewed by more than six thousand people, who all paid to see her. When the frenzy died down, Elena was finally put to rest in the Key West Cemetery at an unmarked grave in order to stop anyone from taking the body again. Now you may be wondering, what happened to old fuck Tanzler? Well, Carl moved back near his wife and daughter in Pasco County. Unable to separate himself from his obsession, Tanzler used a death mask of Elena and created a life-size effigy or sculpture of her in which he lived with it until his death on July 3rd, 1952, where some say he was found in the arms of of the sculpture of his dead beloved Elena. He really died behind one of the, of his organs though, but the other one sounded cooler, so people kind of rocked with that for a bit. That's how he died. And that was Tanzler. Okay. Uh, there's no way this would go down like this now. Oh no, yeah, no. No way. Yeah, fuck the statue. First of all, Statue of Limitations, is he not like every second he's got that thing and he's touching? Is that not like desecration of a corpse? Uh, yes possible necrophilia isn't that all like i'm sure there's like nine 900 crimes they could just nail him on and also it's only been seven years or so like how uh okay. well, how is this how short is statue of limitations for grave robbing i thought usually it is seven years i'm not for sure also i can just imagine his like going back i can imagine his like you know maria's What's her name? Elena's family. Yeah. Um, coming back and being like, well, we just want to check in and see how you're doing. We know that you really cared about her. What's that? And yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, that's uh, that's my new thing. It's a, it's her, but with a it's a sculpture I made of her. <laughs> and they're like, uh, okay, I'm going to go call the police. I would have called the police again. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a... The second part that makes no sense, after the statute of limitations crap is that they're like 
All right, it's time to layer. They're not like it's time to layer to rest. All right, that was really messed up. She should have been in the ground for seven years. Yes. At least. Yeah. They're like, let's put her on display. See if people uh, I... will pay to come see this corpse. And they paid. And they paid. Could you imagine this woman, this poor woman? Yes. It's not like she specified in her will. I want to be made into a doll, put on display. So they're just like exploiting her. That's so terrible. Mm-hmm. And also. Second, or I guess thirdly, the fact that they had to bury her in an unmarked grave so nobody would dig up her body again. Yeah. It's not even, it doesn't even say nobody. It's, it's not like, it doesn't just say Tansler. So Tansler doesn't do it because he's a freak and we don't trust him. It's so nobody. It's just like anybody who's like, I want to get that body out of there. That's well, just know, like the weirdest. You know how people are, dude. They'll do that. They'll be like, well, if he, what, what was the thing, dude? Maybe I want to, I want to try that paper slot. Oh, God. Freaky. That's freaky, dude. And the fact that he then was still obsessed. Mm-hmm. Even, he, it wasn't, he, he got pulled away, and he even the whole time he's, like, on trial, he's like, doesn't really matter because I'm going to make another one. So, jokes ir- on you. Ironically, the funny thing is, so he writes uh, his autobiography, right? Like, he wrote an autobiography. Does he t- detail all this stuff heavily? Uh, yeah. And he... <laughs> For some reason, so he writes an autobiography, and that got published in the in Fantastic Adventures in 1947. That, uh, you know, that was a different time, I guess. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, no. That, that was what happened, man. Wow. All right, well, that's all I have for you this week for Conspiracy Club. What shall the meeting next week be about, Thomas? Well, we're going to bring you guys something new next week because we are going to, you know, go kind of back to our old format a little bit, maybe even a little looser than that, because we're going to talk about our own personal experiences with the supernatural and ghosts. Ooh. Ooh. It's going to be a little, it's going to be a little freaky. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be looser, maybe, uh, maybe a little more fun. We'll see. I'm down for that. I can't wait. I have, I think I have a solid story, a solid good one, so get ready folks, buckle up. I think I got some things I can talk about, but overall I will say that I have not had a ton of experiences, but I got stuff I can talk about. Yeah, same. I have not had a ton of experiences, but I do have moments that I could just bring up that were kind of spooky. I will now bid adieu to you all once again to join this meeting. Tommy, do your plugs. Well, uh, as always, you can join the club by following us on Instagram and Twitter at Tom and Amir. And we also just created a Facebook page a couple weeks ago. And you can go and like that. That's facebook.com slash conspiracy club. It's going to be similar stuff on all those platforms, kind of relevant true crime um, stuff, relevant stuff to the episodes, links to the episodes. Make sure you go and uh, stay up to date with this there. But yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. So like I always say, join the club. And damn, this creepy love affair is fooked. Good night, folks, and I love you. Mm-hmm.